Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a quick hit of Samp and Chance. Extreme Rules is in the book. Um, wow. What a really, really good show, man. I, I you know. Sorry, I am remiss. Chance Michaels, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Pretty good, brother, man. I'm so excited to get this thing off the ground. I completely forgot you were sitting right beside me. Well, he's right beside me here. Uh, Extreme Rules, man. What did you think? Good show. Yeah. I think three, I give, it, give it three and a half, four out of five. It was really good. What'd yeah, I, I, same here. I mean, for the most part, I think the whole show itself flew or flowed very well. Uh, you know, there were moments there where kind of, you know, just the tempo was down, but it picked up right away. So mm -hmm. from that perspective, yeah, three, three and a half, four stars easy for this show. Um, the one thing that I really found the show to be like, it was just a really dark overtone to the whole kind of show itself it felt like every outside of the Donnybrook match which opened it up so let's just get right into it uh I mean these three these six guys work so well together um Gunther has kind of revitalized Sheamus I feel in a lot of ways I think like, he has too you know like these guys were meant to work together it feels like and you know the additions of Butch and and um you know the rest of the crew from both sides there I don't know what to say, man. I mean, that they was beat probably, the crap out of each other. That's what they, they do every time you they know, fight. No, and that's the thing. Like every match is just as good as the last one. It's not diminishing in any way. And I think that was probably the funnest match of the whole night. Like in terms of just like it, it was dark, but it wasn't dark. You know what I mean? It was just a yeah. Good, I know what you mean. Good old they, they have great chemistry together. This dude's gonna keep going, and I hope it does. Yeah, we got, no. got something special here. I mean, it's it's been a while. Like you know, it, it's it's hard to kind of imagine that Sheamus is a veteran, old school guy of the locker room now. Yeah. You know? Considering you know, I watched him when he first came in and what have you, and it's kind of what's cool he been around about ten years now, fifteen? Oh no, much longer than that. I, I mean, he was at uh, I think his rest, first WrestleMania was twenty six. So he, oh, wow. yeah, so he's, yeah, it's a good 12, 13 years at least. You know, nice run. That range. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you take in um i guess nxt or or whatever it was then um uh, florida wrestling i guess is what they were fcw fcw yeah before it was nxt uh a guy's been with the company for at least you know 10 to 15 years that says one thing about him he's a true professional to stick around that long not get fired not get released he keeps seems like he just does what he's told and does a good job at it so good for him yeah, no, I mean, you think about it, it's like, you know, the Miz would have to be put into there as well. Miz, Dolph Johnson, there's a few guys, but not many. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so that, that match went down and finally, you know, it, it looks like the the Brawling Brutes got there. Finally, they, they they got one in the bag. I mean, they've been dominated by these guys for so long. and uh, Yeah. But that match was amazing. I mean, a lot of people are saying that possibly was match of the night. Definitely, um, I can't argue that. It was definitely one of them. Yeah, I know, definitely. It was really, really good. Uh, next match, the infamous number two spot. Uh, I'd love to talk about this a little bit more, maybe another day, but that number two spot, you know, Chris Jericho really shit on it in, in a podcast earlier, talking about how he felt humiliated and, you know, you know that was um, an insult to, to be put. In the, yeah, well, to him, apparently that number two spot is not, you know, everyone's favorite. You, either you want to be the curtain guy or, or the curtain closer, you know what I mean? What show was, I remember him saying that, what show was he particularly complaining about? Was it a WrestleMania? Or I think it was a WrestleMania him and Owens had, the last WrestleMania. Okay. 
that he he was in. That's the one that he and uh, Kevin Owens were gonna have their go at each other. You know what's funny about that is, is guys will complain, oh, you know, Vince guys keep the same guys as champ, and then they give you the they, they bring you down in the spot and give you a chance for a young guy over like Owens. These old guys complain about it, so it's like. You can't keep well, everybody happy, right? You know what? I don't know. I'm kind of curious, though. Is that number two spot? Like, I mean, for him to talk about it the way he did, it almost makes me wonder. And I always forget to ask the guys, you know, in, in the locker room when, when I had the opportunity to be there or when we have the opportunity to be there. Um, you know, that's something I need to ask. So uh, in, in the next couple of days, we will be having someone on the show. And yeah, I'm not going to speak yeah, we'll on them, that. Yeah. We'll, ask, we'll ask the guest that day. So remind me, Chance. I will. If I, if I forget. All right. So the next match, Extreme Rules match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, the reason I'm asking is Ronda Rousey is usually a headliner, right? She usually closes the show or what have you. But um, in this case, they put her in that infamous number two spot. Um, good match. I got to say. Solid. It was solid from both of them. I mean, Liv Morgan really, really showed a lot. Uh, the Swanton was insane. That was cool. On the table there. Yeah, just crazy. But the match here ends in submission. Uh, she didn't tap out. She just passed out with a smile on her face. And we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Ronda Rousey. I'm glad Ronda got it. I, was, I said that in our last podcast. I'm happy for her for getting it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think uh, we're going to see a character change now for Liv here. Uh, after the show or after the match, uh, they went to do an interview segment with her. She was kind of huddled up in a ball in a corner, in a dark corner. So uh, her maybe she's gonna go dark. Well, possibly because her Instagram and uh, her social media feeds all kind of went dark. Like the picture was removed. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, maybe there's something happening here. And uh, you know what? Keep that. And remember, remember what we just talked about here, because the same <laughs> thing happens later on tonight. Yeah. Uh, match I was really looking forward to, and I think it really, really delivered as well. Was the strap match, which was which was up next. Uh, Kerry Ann Cross against Drew McIntyre. Um, these guys, I mean, before the match even started, these guys beat the shit out of each other for a good 10, 15 minutes before that bell even rang. They gave these guys a long time. What was it, 20 minutes, something like yeah, that? Yeah, over, over 20 minutes, including long know, before the bell even started or whatnot. Um, solid back and forth. I, you know, I almost get a sense that Drew might turn heel here soon, man. He's on a bit of a losing streak. He lost this match due to the inside interference of one Scarlett Bardo or <laughs> Scarlett. Um, they beat the crap out of each other, man. Those, those straps. They did, hurt. man. That did. You but see you the know, welts on the body. Think, yeah, I know. At the end of the day, though, pepper spray got its way. And uh, that's what the downfall was here for Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Uh, he was ready to win it. He was all set. Everything was in his favor. She jumps in the ring, stands in between the two of them, sprays him with pepper spray. That allows Carrie to get the victory. And um, big win for Carrie, and he's just third out, so it's a good win to put him over. No, well, that's the way it should have been the first time he came up. You know, like they didn't. Vince didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. You no, know, he didn't really know what he had with him. And, you know, it, it just it just didn't work out that time, obviously. They just brought him up the wrong way. And, yeah, this is the right way to do it, and, you know. But women interfering in matches seems to be very commonplace in WWE now. Okay? Yeah. When you look I mean, at Judgment Day and Scarlet now, 
Like it just feels like it's just an overpowering effect. Like you can't do anything yet. Well, like, that's a Stephanie McMahon effect coming down there. Wow. It's just I just really felt it in this show as we get further into it, because coming right up after that, we had the ladder match with uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. You know what? This was an amazing ladder match. These girls it was good. hard. I mean, you know, those hits were for real, man. I mean, yeah, they did have some big wallops in this one. How about the, the end here where she KOD'd her uh, while Bailey was holding on to the ladder? She face planted herself. Like that does that that's gotta hurt at oh, yeah, some that, level. She felt that one. Absolutely. Right? These girls gave it everything. And at the end here, you know, Bianca came out with the victory. I think it was the right way to go. I'm uh, glad you yeah, you know, and again, just like the outside interference, you know, you would just think with damage control coming out there and whatnot, and that was the end of that. But Bailey, Bailey unfortunately didn't get her way in this one. And Bianca showed that you know she can take them all, man. So that was just wow. I was just impressed by that match. Like I was too, it was really good. I just didn't know what to expect. Like, you know, money in the bank is one thing, you got seven of the girls in there, so. You know, the spots are far and in between, but these two were just, you know, the main focus of it. So, you know, kudos to them both. I mean, that was the mm -hmm. first ladders match ever by two women. That was the first one? First one ever, right? And, you know, this is where Bailey's, like, I don't think gets enough credit, man. She's a first in a lot of these. Well, they want Bailey. I wish she'd change her clothes. Every raw, she's wearing the same white outfit. Somebody needs to tell her, hey, switch it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, that, let's see what she wants to do, right? But, uh yeah. You know, it was really interesting. This was one extreme rules where every match had a stipulation, eh? What was it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, it's done really well. But, I mean, this is where I think it starts to get really dark for me here. This I Quit match was just some... It, it was kind of almost hard to watch near the end. You think so? I, for me, personally, just because you look at all the storylines that are kind of in this now and all yeah. the things that are involved and the power of Rhea Ripley... I mean, that's just an untold story. I mean, it's being told, but I don't think it's getting enough attention. Like As I was saying before, you're really seeing the Stephanie McMahon stamp of all the girl power, the women power, women interfering, men matches, women, that she's really pushing that. No, no yeah, I get it. I get it. But the, but the way this one was done, because there were other women involved, finally, it wasn't mm -hmm. just her. Yeah. But just the way this whole match played out and... Basically, it, the, the match itself was solid. It was a one-on-one -on -one match for the most part until Edge basically had this thing in the bag and it was over. Um, he delivered about two to three spears at this point. And, um, you know, these guys fought out everywhere. They fought in the crowd. They, they went up right up into the stands. Um, you know, the, there was a couple spots where you're like, oh, no, 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 don't do this. But they didn't do it, thank God. You know, it's just like there they made you think they were, but they didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. We'll, uh, keep you on the right? edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and they really delivered that amazingly. Um, kudos to Edge and, and Finn. Yeah. Storytelling and, and the expressions here, the movement, the art of it all was just amazing to watch. Um, but but at the end here, you know, when 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 judgment day finally emerges, all of them and they start beating down on. The handcuffing. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They handcuffed Edge and just beat the tar out of him. You know, thinking, okay, this is it. You know, this has got to be yeah. the end. Uh, Ray comes out 
Dominic finally hits him. <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, but I didn't think it was coming tonight. Like they they dropped a lot in this match. Ray still hasn't hit him back though. He's not hit him back, but that beating that Dominic did on him, the number he did on him outside the ring. But I he think they, him good. But the airy part of it all for me was watching just Rhea's expression. You know, just sitting up against the wall there, just looking. Well, Rhea's got she, she's a goth, right? She's got that dark, demonic, satanic feel, vibe look. She fits the role perfectly. It's I think it's very natural for her. No, it is. And it's beautiful to watch. And Dom, he just looks even more evil. Yeah, with that hair, the mullet. The and hair stuff. and He's everything. Gone, yeah. Like the, the, the morphing of this character, the look of this character is just insane. Like, and, and, and that polished, I think it's polished now to the extent after he beat up Ray, just that look on his face. Right? But it doesn't end there. So you get rid of Ray. And, you know, they're about to go to town. You know, they go back to, to Edge and start beating on him. Enter Beth Phoenix. She comes out of nowhere. Amazon. Finally, right? Like, where has she been all this time? Or you would think she would have been here earlier. Yeah. Uh, she comes in. She cleans house. She takes out Rhea, which was really cool to see. These two just started exchanging blows in the center of the ring. I think that'd be a real fun fight to see down the road. You might see it. I think you're going to have to see it as the way this ended, right? And this is where it kind of gets cringy. You know, they, they, um, she, she, she unlocks him. Everything is going seemingly smooth again. Yeah. The numbers game is just way too much. Rhea comes in, knocks out Beth Phoenix with a pair of brass knuckles. So she's legitimately knocked out. They all grab Edge. And he says, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. They set up the concerto on fucking Beth right in front of him. He finally gives in, says, I quit. But Rhea hits her with the chair shot anyways. And just the way it was done. I know It was I, well done. I think it was, my, just, it, was my, it was one of the best, I think the second best match the night when you add everything into it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It was just really fun to watch. Um, wow. Like, yeah. It looks and like Ray and uh, Edge need to recruit some partners to help them out. They're going to do something here, man, because, I mean, this numbers game thing is just way too much. They get Bray but, Wyatt to join him or something, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll see We'll see what happens there, but I, I just don't see how Bray's going to fit into that. That doesn't make any sense. No, not, not if he's going for the dark look. No, no. I mean, if anything, yeah, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do there, but I mean, they they, they got to find some friends. They got to find someone to help them, man, because it's just uh, I I don't really see how they can come out of that victorious in any shape or form. I mean, yeah, that was just something. I don't know, but something's going to happen. Well, something's going to happen, but you know, let's find out. Let's see where they go with that story. Yep. That's nowhere near ending. I think they're doing that perfectly too. If that's the match you want to see, is Ray and Dominic at Mania. You can't move it too fast. Yeah, it's got to go slow. Yeah, because you know, May is still what three, four months away. Oh, definitely, right? I mean, you still got six months. Know, yeah. Six months away, right? So, I mean, you, you still got one, two, three, four shows, five shows to go before they could do it at Rumble, I guess, but it might be too soon. Well, no, that's when you want to start feeding it, right? That's when the yeah. big push will come at Royal Rumble. That's where it will happen, or something. Something like that will happen there. Um, well, here we are. Final match of the night. You got the and match fight. of the night, in my opinion. Sorry, I think this is match of the night. The Seth Rollins versus Riddle. Matt Riddle with uh, Daniel think? Cormier. Um, 
To be honest, I, and I like I, I, every time you see Seth, I always talk about his gear. He came on the RVD gear. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, yeah, the tribute to RVD, you know. So, uh, I mean, it was a good match. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it was really stiff in general. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, as, as it's known, these guys aren't particularly, you know, good friends as it is. So, you know, I, I was kind of watching it to see, okay, you know, how much of this is really stiff and how much is legitimate. Like, but I mean, they worked really well together. They're professional. They got the chemistry. You know, they got great chemistry. I mean, it was a good fight. Um, it was kind of cool to see the ring set up the way it was. I, I, like I, I don't know if that second platform was necessary, but I can get it for the theatrics and the drama. The visual of it, yeah. Visually, the visual of it. Was something yeah. But it was just like a square octagon in essence, right? I mean, it was kind of cool to see. It was fun. Um, a cage match without ropes. <laughs> right. It's too bad that Rollins keeps losing most of these pay-per-views. I, mean, I guess they're tearing him down and bring him back up. Maybe he's got a title run in him coming soon. I don't know, but he seems to lose most of his matches. I know he beat one riddle last time, but if you look at his last matches, he keeps losing. And did you hear what he said in that interview? Wins and losses don't matter anymore. Nobody nobody pays attention, basically. Well, if you look short at, attention span. Okay. well, here, you're a big Shawn Michaels guy, correct? Yeah. You know, they called him Mr. WrestleMania, yeah? Yeah. He lost most of the WrestleMania matches that he was involved in. He was no, just I, I get that. But like, no, no, but, but that's the same with Seth. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything negative. All I'm saying is Seth yeah. Rollins is in that kind of echelon of performer now, mm-hmm. where even if he loses on the big stages and stuff, it doesn't hurt him. It never hurt Sean because of who he is and what he brings to the table, right? Yeah, I, mean, I get what you're as, saying, but I don't think Seth's quite on Sean's level, though, right? No, no. Well, I mean, you got to give him time. I mean, I'm talking, you know, when you look at Shawn Michaels, it's over, you know, many years, a scope of work that we're looking at, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to think about who's today's current Shawn Michaels-like character, it would be Seth Rollins. That would be the closest thing, yeah. You know, that's that that's the kind of you know that's what I'm trying but to Seth's say. But Seth's getting up there; he's already 36 years old, right? So I mean, his prime is a couple he's more years fine. left. Of the top, right? I think he's fine. No, no, no. You know what? The way these guys are built today and whatnot, he's got at least another four or five years in him. Oh no, no, he does. Five, um, ten I'm years, like, even ten if he wants to, right? He could, but I'm saying like his peak performance and peak ability is like the next few years. He can stick around yeah. for 10, 15 years, like Ed, oh, the yeah, best yeah, yeah. days. But 35 and down are your best times, no, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So he's got lots of time here, man. Like I said, he is going to be going up against Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw for the U.S. title. So, I mean, his storyline is... They don't get the booking with this. So he just fights... He fights uh, Lashley last... What, the, what fought last Raw? Uh, two Raws ago. Two Raws, okay. And then now he has an Extreme Rules match with Riddle. And now he's fighting Lashley again tomorrow. So it's kind of all over the place. I'm not sure well, what to do with that. Because... He attacked him. He came out of nowhere and attacked Lashley, right? Because no, I know, it's, but he's got like it's almost like he's got right, two right. feuds going on, right? Well, I mean, I think this one's kind of closing up now because it's been done. The pit's over, like that's done. Yeah. Now, if you want to think about it, because they don't have a heavyweight champion on Raw, the biggest title on Raw right now would be the US Championship, right? Yeah. So I mean, they're just kind of moving him up into this next program. I get what you're saying. It kind of came out of nowhere, but it's all due to the fact that Riddle interfered in the match that caused him to lose. Yeah. Right. And he feels like I never lost that match, sort of a deal. So that's yeah. why he attacked Lashley last week. You know, that, no, that's that's it. what it is. I just saying so people know, right? So yeah. But um then because Crown Jewel is only three weeks away, right? So we'll see. 
Well, I mean, you got Logan Paul going against him, right? So, I mean, we're just speaking you know, of Logan Paul. Thank you for bringing that up. I wanted to mention that. So, Logan Paul and KSI, most people don't know, they have this drink out. Okay. It's called Prime, which is like a Gatorade. They only got it at certain stores. And my kid, Reigns, is telling you about that. He's like, Dad, Logan Paul and KSI have a sport drink. It's like Gatorade. It's Prime, but I like it better. Try it. Now, it is $6.99 a bottle. It ain't cheap, but man, is it good. Is it? It's called Prime. It's available, like, not at every gas station, but some of the like, you know, Mr. Munchies convenience stores, some of those kind of places have it. It's really good. All the flavors of Gator, I think it's even tastes better. It's, okay. yeah, it's Logan Paul and KSI. It's called Prime. All right. So thanks cool. for bringing that up. Yeah, so check it out. Check it out. All right. Yeah. So, as Daniel Cormier, the show ends with Daniel Cormier walking to, walking to the back with Matt Riddle with uh, his hand raised. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. And the fireflies emerge, my friend. The return <laughs> of Bray Wyatt. It's unreal. A bit that was surreal. cool. Cool the way they brought him out. The way they did it, they paid the tribute to uh, Brody Lee with the, the opening of the door and that light. It's very reminiscent to what he was doing near the end there with AEW. Mm-hmm. Why it's back, man. That's good. Let's see how it goes. Hopefully now he's hot. Everybody's excited. So let's hopefully he gets a, you know, they keep sending him a good, um, a good welcome back. I don't know what his program is going to be, what they're going to do, but. It was a hell of a hell of an entrance, though. I loved how they did it, man. I mean, every Good. aspect of it. Uh, just so I'm, I'm sure most of you guys have already seen it. If you haven't, they just basically did a quick shot of every of every one of his little puppet characters that he has at the Firefly uh, Funhouse. But they were people dressed up in the costumes, right? So they were all yeah. legit people. He came out with a new mask. He came out with a new mask. Uh, the fiend was there, so I don't know if this is Bray Wyatt. I don't know if it's Fun, you know, Funhouse Bray Wyatt or the Fiend, mm-hmm. even. So I'm kind of curious to see what this guy is going to be now, right? And uh, who's he going to do this? What's he going to do? We're going to see. Hopefully, they keep it. They're just hot right now, so they got to run with this. Well, I mean, they got to run with it, but he's the kind of guy as well. He doesn't need a title around his waist no. to keep him hot. You know, you got to find the right feud for him. I think, like I said, and it, I, I, I don't know if, if this is going to be a possibility, but if you look at it, if he's going to create a new faction, Cross, Garlet, Dexter, and him would be a great faction. That might be too many dark factions. They already got the judgment. Do you need another dark faction tool? Really? I don't know, man. He's the, he's the darkest of all the darkest, man. No, I, I know. I hear you. Right? Like, I mean, at the end awesome. of the day, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, he makes the judgment day look like a sunshiny day. Yeah, no, I agree. Maybe he <laughs> joins them. I don't see how that would work, though. That makes no sense. But, uh, listen. You know, nothing makes sense in wrestling sometimes. You never know. Never know. Never glad know. he's back. The only thing yeah. I'm wondering is all these guys that were let go or fired or released are all back now. There's some uh, like an eight. Well, like some of the guys that they're bringing back. What I'm wondering is the same thing that happened to AEW, bringing all these guys, all these guys that got released for a reason, a little bit of troublemakers. Is this all going to work out? Are we going to have some? I think no, no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be like that at all. Only for the fact that out of the fifty to a hundred people they released, we've only seen maybe seven of them return. Yeah. The ones but, the the ones that have returned, my brother Chance. Mm-hmm. Are the ones that everyone questioned why would you like okay you're going to release people fine these weren't the ones to release well we know why braun got released he's not vaccinated he can't travel we're not paying you so i, I agree he should have been gone 
Right. Okay. Well, besides Braun, right? Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the thing is, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know. I'm not saying Bray's a good or bad. I don't know. There was a reason he would be released. If he was a, like that good, he wouldn't be released. I'm not saying he's not well, good. There's okay. always reasonings for it. Budgets, he was really, he was really, he was released because him and Vince didn't see eye to eye on a lot of the creativity. So that's what I'm saying. So who right. knows? He doesn't pull this with Triple H again. We don't know yet. No, no, no. Him and Triple H got along just fine. They do yeah. now. But it we'll was, see how it, it plays was, out. It was, no, it was more of a Vince and Bray Wyatt. No, I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is these guys got a little bit of attitude. And we'll see in a few months. If he doesn't get his way, how his attitude comes. Well, we'll let's see. find out. Like I said, man, day right. by day. I like him as a performer. But yeah. it's got to be more than meets the eye with this. Well, I'm thinking. We'll see. You know what? He's only being back for 10 minutes. Oh, no. It's not. It's going to so be a while. I'm just it's saying. going to give a little time. Let's see. And Brady. We, we don't even know where he's going to be. Is he going to be on SmackDown? Is he going to be on Raw? Is he going to be on both shows? Right? No, no. So there's there's still a lot to kind of But what I'm out. saying is when Tony Khan tries to appease all these guys, I see Triple H doing the kind of the same thing. He's trying to appease everybody. The internet wrestling community, the dirt sheet writers, all these performers are left. He's trying to appease everybody. And eventually, that backfires on them. I hope it doesn't, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. Could potentially happen here after Christmas and stuff. We'll see what happens. Well, like I said, day by day, let's see where this all goes yeah. and see how it It was a good show, though, out. overall. It was really entertaining. I loved it. I thought Extreme Rules hit the spot. It was perfect. It was a lot of fun. Good. Can't complain. I'm looking forward to Monday night now to see where everything kind of goes from here. DX is the uh, best part I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, the uh, 25 year reunion for DX is going to be happening this uh, Monday as well. So make sure to check that out. We will be back Tuesday to let you know what happened on Raw, any more Bray White stories, and all the top wrestling stories of the week so far. We will share with you guys on Tuesday. So, guys, enjoy the rest of this long weekend that we have here. Uh, still summer here in Vancouver. Um, no, no sign of it getting cold anytime soon, Chance. Lucky, lucky. Next, next week or so here, we're still in the you know mid twenty five range for a high. So, man, I love it. You know, haven't had to put on a jacket yet. No, I'm so nice. We're so blessed to live in the Lower Mainland. No, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, big shout out to the Mariners who took care of those Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, moving on to Houston, that's going to be a fun series. Your Yankees got the uh, Guardians, right? Yeah, Guardians are they're a young, scrappy team. I don't know, man. It's not going to be easy. Well, you know, Yankees man, the favorite, but you never know. You got teams like the Mariners and the Guardians. They could just take these big boys and take them down. You never know. Right. Yankees are the Yankees, man. Never say never, right? I mean, yeah, they're the favorite, but I mean, it's not going to be easy. There you go. There you go. All right, brother, man. On that note, enjoy. Have a great rest of your weekend. And to everyone out there, thank you for all your support and kindness. Uh, Yeah, it means the world to us. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, subscribe, and share the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everyone have a great, great rest of your weekend and we will be back soon. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.